We are Spry, a group of remote digital marketers who want you to succeed beyond your wildest dreams. Our curiosity drives us to constant learning, and that learning leads to constant teaching. So come along with us on the Spry Space podcast, where we share what we know, learn what we don't, and do it all wherever we want. Hello and welcome to the Spry Space Podcast. I'm Lacey and today the fabulous Miss Amber is here. Hello everyone. Amber, how are you doing today? I am doing above average today. Okay, that's good. So like if we were zero to five, you put yourself at like a three and a half? Yeah, probably about <laughs> three and a half. I feel pretty in control of life today. I mean, that could change very rapidly as the day goes on. But right in this moment, three and a half. All right. I'll give you that. I feel pretty good today, too. I feel like I give myself a four. The rest of the week, I feel like I've been about a two. So you caught me at a good point today. Good. Upgrade. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're following along this month, all month long, we're talking about social media manager mental health. Why? Because maybe ours isn't the best right now. It's a really hard time to be a social media manager right now. And we needed some space to be able to talk about it and process it. And we're hoping that this will be helpful to you because you're going through some similar things as well. Last week, I had Jessica on and we talked a little bit about introspection, about how to figure out what we're feeling as a social media manager and how to process some of those feelings. And today I want to talk a little bit about just kind of what we're doing in practice, maybe what boundaries we're setting that are working well, what things we're trying that are not working well. And honestly, just kind of check in on each other a little bit. I love it. Process with me a little bit, Amber. Tell me how you're doing with your kids having school from home, with working from home, with COVID, with elections, with everything going on. How are you doing? So we've said it probably a hundred times, but 2020 is freaking heavy and it felt okay in this kind of downward, well, it shouldn't even, I shouldn't even say downward spiral, but just this spiral, constant yes. spiral mm-hmm. in the summer where we weren't being held accountable for our children's learning, book learning, I should say. I feel like my kids have done a ton of learning over the summer without school in other ways. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, my son is learning to weld. My husband is a college-educated, like, class act fabricator. And so he's been kind of starting to rope my son in on some of that stuff. And it's stuff that we honestly don't have time for. So during the summer, it's been pretty okay, even though it's been chaotic, even though there's so many heavy things going on in the world, life at home has been okay. But now we're getting back into school, and it is starting to feel even more heavy, if that's possible. I feel like as human beings, we're really being stretched to how much we can take and how much our hearts can take. Oh my gosh, that's true. Isn't it true? I remember my husband used to work out of town. He's in the shop now, but his company builds crash testing equipment and they ship them all over the world. And then a team will go from Seattle to wherever that is, and install the crash testing equipment at the lab that has purchased it. And so he would be gone three weeks at a time. He'd come home for a couple weeks, gone three more weeks. And I had little kids at the time. And people used to always ask me, how do you do it? I'd just be like, I just do. 
I don't really have a choice. <laughs> right. Right. And so I'm feeling like that with 2020, we're all kind of collectively going through similar things right now because this stuff that's going on isn't a personal battle. It is a national crisis, honestly. I mean, a lot of it is global. So even though there is this sense of kind of isolation and just so much turmoil we're going through, everybody is going through something similar, you know, and I don't feel quite as alone in what I'm going through because I know that a lot of people are going through, you know, just so much right now, too. They say misery loves company. So (laughs) (laughs) come on and sit down, mama. Let's talk. (laughs) But ultimately, all of this collective heavy burden that we are all feeling, how are you doing it? We just do. And so I think today we want to talk about be careful not to just do it unintentionally because that is a dangerous, dangerous road because of everything going on. So we've got COVID-19 and we're worried about protecting the health of our family. Right now and here in Washington and Oregon State in the Pacific Northwest, we are on fire Mm-hmm. literally on fire. And so you're constantly like looking at the fire maps and making sure it's not close to you and checking in on your friends who it is close to. Yeah, we have this crazy election going on right now where people are so passionate about whatever side that they're on. I remember being a kid and thinking, I can disagree with that person. We can have a good conversation and we can still be friends. That doesn't feel the same anymore. That doesn't feel true anymore. And it kills me. So I guess the point of all of this heavy stuff that we are collectively going through, if we let ourselves just kind of take it one minute at a time without any kind of thought and setting ourselves up for intentional things, I think we'll end up in a really deep, dark hole. And I say that because I already feel like I have fallen into that hole a little bit because I do. I just do what I can to get through a day to not have my heart hurt or my kids hurt or my health hurt or, you know, whatever it is. I can tell you one thing that we talk about a lot at Spry and that I've been really noticing a lot in my life is grace. Like the amount that I am choosing to expect of myself lately has vastly diminished. (laughs) You know, when everything was quote unquote normal, I used to hold myself to a pretty high standard of productivity, and I'm one who leans towards valuing my worth based on what I do, you know, and so that's something that I work on on my own quite a bit, and I would say that all of the turmoil that's going on is increasing my capacity to have grace for myself. I'm just expecting so much less of myself. And with that lack of expectation, I'm actually able to get a little bit more done than I might have otherwise. Yeah. Isn't it funny? It's a double-edged sword because I'm the same as you. I feel validated and I feel accomplished when I have met the needs for work, my clients, for home, for my family. And sometimes with the social media being so heavy right now, I have felt often where I've just had to like walk away and something goes undone for that day that should have been done that day. And that is not a very good feeling at all. So we've had to kind of reevaluate, like take a step back and say, social media marketing mama, we need to talk, (laughs) right? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. This isn't working. You're spiraling out of control right now. And it's only going to get worse until you take control of it. So 
let's talk about some of those ways that we have taken control over our chaotic and crazy social media mama lives. So I have been blocking my time a little bit differently. I've put my kids on a program that's like mostly a homeschool program with some assistance from the district. And I have set aside like my 8 to 10 a.m. and my 3 to 5 p.m. as kid-focused time. So instead of trying to look both ways and, you know, be managing them doing something and be trying to get something done, I'm just choosing that during those hours, I'm focusing only on the kids. And if something gets let go on, you know, a more professional side, it is what it is. But blocking that time and actually paying attention to my kids when I'm trying to get them to focus on something has been very helpful. Yeah, I think that that's probably the number one thing is blocking time out. And I know like even that's a challenge when you have more than one kid and their school schedules are a little different Mm -hmm. and one might need support in the morning, but one might have, you know, (laughs) my son, we got his schedule yesterday. He's taking, he's taking Spanish one, right? He's a freshman. He's taking Spanish and his online teacher nor his mother speak Spanish. <laughs> so this this kid is going to have to have to pull a good grade from literally reading text off of a screen. Wow. I don't know how we're going to do it yet, but when it comes time for him to sit down for Spanish class, I am like, okay, well, I'm going to learn Spanish again too. <laughs> because I don't know how else we're going to get through this. We're going to have to do it together. But that'll likely be in the afternoon where my daughter, she will be up at the crack of dawn. She'll get herself breakfast. She's the younger one, by the way. She's 10. Miss Responsible. She had her whole entire week's worth of work done in a matter of hours last night. Oh, (laughs) wow. Couldn't wait to get it done. I mean, the workload will get heavier. She won't be able to do that all the time. But this is our first week. And the things were very, you know, about me. Very easy things. But with that, how do you block off time? When your kids need you at different times, and this is where I I just have to look at the positive, the fact that I have a job that allows me to do that is unbelievable because right now there are a lot of working parents who are trying to figure this out and they are gone at a different location during the day. It makes me want to cry for those kids and for those parents, like what kind of quality education are those kids getting And of course, those parents just have that burden on them all day, every day. It's just, it's a really terrible situation we're all in, but blocking off time is super important. I've been trying in that too, to kind of teach my kids and by proxy myself, really having a gratitude mindset, you know, so me being able to focus with them for a few hours and then go and you know, focus on work for a few hours, they'll complain, you know, why do you have to work again? And I'm like, listen, do you know how lucky we are, (laughs) you know, that I have the opportunity to be here and be with you when I'm working? Not very many people have that. And so I'm just drilling gratitude, drilling gratitude constantly in myself and in my kids. And I don't think it's sunk in yet, maybe to either of us, but if I keep drilling gratitude, I think it's going to be beneficial through the year. I have said a couple times, it's going to be okay. 
we're going to get through this. Well, how do you know that? How do you this and all the questions? <laughs> you want to know why I know that? It's because I said it was so and it will be so. <laughs> because I've decided it's going to be okay. And if it's not, I'm going to let it go because we're doing the best we can. One of my brothers, he taught me that. He goes, you're either making it or you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Do your best. I think the word grace is like the word of 2020 because I am so fed up with everything that if there are people in my life who do not live and die and breathe the word grace in their very core right now, I want nothing to do with them. Amen. And I am not that kind of person. Normally, I really just like find value in people no matter what, even if you're quirky or say you're not even a very nice person, I still find value in you. And I will intentionally look to find what value you have and decide to love that instead of not like the negative things. Because Lord have mercy, I know I have lots of weird things about me that people could be like, meh, I don't want, you know, (laughs) but right now, if you do not have grace in your heart for other people, you're dead to me. (laughs) I don't have time for you. (laughs) You've drawn the grace line. (laughs) I've drawn the grace line hard and fast. So I think that we expect teachers at the school to have grace for us when we can't meet their expectations. So we also need to make sure that we're having grace for those teachers when they aren't meeting our expectations. If we work together, have all the faith that we can do this. But it's hard for everyone. So this whole podcast kind of comes off of a blog that is titled Social Media Mama, We Need to Talk, or Social Media Marketing Mama, We Need to Talk. Mm-hmm. And when I wrote this blog, it was a kind of a vulnerable spot where I'm, you know, watching my kids grow up around me while I'm funneled in on work. And this new normal, if you will, barf at that term. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not willing to accept it. It forces us to have a little bit of a different time with our kids. And if we're not doing that, we're just, I mean, it's going to be gone too soon. So in that blog, we talk about loving yourself enough to set these boundaries. Mm -hmm. So, and that's hard for moms, right? Because we love everybody else. And so we're constantly meeting their needs, but while meeting their needs, what, of your needs go unmet. And that is so dangerous because you can only do so much of that. Normally we go through seasons of life where it might be a hard time and you're meeting everybody's needs. And then eventually you have time to like recharge right now. We don't seem to have that in Mm -hmm. America. So we really need to love ourselves enough to set digital boundaries so that precious time doesn't slip right through our fingers even when creating killer content is our job, right? We need to love ourselves enough to set those boundaries so that it just doesn't disappear. We need to love ourselves enough to set specific working hours and just fiercely attack that to-do list during those hours alone so that you don't feel guilty. When it's time to say, I'm done for the day, you're done for the day. Don't feel guilty about it because you made real good use of that time that you set aside Mm. for work. Yes, instead of wasting it by getting distracted or anything else. Exactly. Which is hard when you're on social media every day. (laughs) It's so hard. (laughs) But I I think practice makes permanent and Mm -hmm. focus, focus, right? You know, just whatever you need to do to remind yourself, reel back in, get it done. I personally am a huge fan of handwritten lists with little check boxes so I could cross it off as I go down. 
And then so love yourself enough to clock off when it's time to clock off and just be done with it. Like off, done. off. Yeah. <laughs> Real off. off. <laughs> yeah. Really, really off. <laughs> love yourself enough to set an example for your children so they don't need to be dependent on their devices too. Ooh, yeah. When I'm on mine, they think it's okay for them to be on theirs, even though I'm working and they're just playing their brains. Mm-hmm. Lastly, love yourself enough to put in the work it takes to break your bad digital habits so you have space to love the people in your life so darn hard. I think the biggest bad digital habit that I have is when I'm doing tasks, getting distracted and ending up scrolling. If I can stay focused a little bit better during my work time, then I'm feeling so much better about myself, about my job. I can say one big win that I feel like I've had lately is that grace with myself and with others, right? I saw this quote that talks about thanking people instead of apologizing. So I've been putting that into practice a ton. Like I have an email that I'm about eh, nine days behind on responding to, you know, nine days. That's a big chunk of time. And as I write it, the first sentence is, thank you so much for your patience with my response. Instead of, I'm so sorry I took so long to respond, I'm thanking instead of apologizing. Have you put that practice into play at all? No, and I love it. You just saying it makes me excited to do that because it does feel like we're forever apologizing. And again, I expect the grace, but if you kind of just set the tone right out of the gate, as social media marketers, I'm a firm believer in telling your story so that people can't tell it for you. Ooh, yeah, I love that. And that kind of goes hand in hand with that, like just kind of stay in control and be like, you know what? Thank you so much for giving me a little time on this. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the receiver appreciates that too. It also makes them instantly go, oh, yeah, you're welcome. Rather than, okay, whatever, I don't want to hear your excuses. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a different tone. You're telling your story. You're in charge of that. It is a focus on gratitude, right? Shifting that focus from, you know, expecting so much of yourself to being grateful for somebody else's patience, somebody else's grace, you know? Just assume that they're giving you grace, even if they're not. <laughs> yeah. And oftentimes, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've received an email like that and it instantly like switches my... Disarms you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that idea a lot. Well, I like the thoughts that you put together on this. I'm really glad that we're revisiting this right now because this is the wildest time I've ever experienced. I dropped my kids off to their dad's house yesterday and I heard them talking and they were like, hey, do you want to play 2020? I'm like, what's 2020? They're like, it's a survival game. <laughs> oh my word. I'm like, it is a survival game. That's not even right. I, I just... know. <laughs> oh gosh. I know. When I when my son was a little kid, I remember hearing him and his cousin out playing on the the swing set. And he says to her, "Hey Allison, do you want to play ridiculousness? Have you ever seen that show?" Yes, I have. <laughs> it's a series, right? A series of haphazards <laughs> on the web that this show collects them and, you know, makes money off of other people's misfortunes and accidents. <laughs> I 
am in the house. I run outside. I'm like, you can't play ridiculousness. Like, that's not a game. <laughs> it's not actually a game. And if you try, it will end poorly. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like 2020 is just one giant ridiculousness show. Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah, I wanted to say one quick thing while we kind of wrap up here. You had said your biggest win. I think my biggest win, digital win, was asking for help when I was so overwhelmed. Shout out to Chad for helping me with one of our largest clients. The writing was getting to be where I had done it for two years and it was just, I felt stale. He has brought new life into that. We're watching the stats go back up. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. So I think that the important lesson is don't be afraid to ask for help. I didn't ask for help for the longest time because I'm like, this is my job. I'm being paid to do this. It's (laughs) Uh my responsibility. This is my client. It's my job. But I think it was so freeing and I feel like it has opened me up to have the capacity to take care of the little things that were often getting scooped under the table. Oh, yeah. And that has helped all of my clients just have I'm able to kind of watch more rather than just do the work and get it out, do the work and get it out, do the work and get it out. I'm able to like slow down and actually take a look and make sure everything is going smoothly and watching the numbers a little bit better. So it's just don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. And do it with gratitude, not with apologizing, right? You don't ever have to apologize for asking for help. You're just grateful for people supporting you, you know? Okay, so... At the end of every Spry Space podcast episode, we like to ask about where you've been working. As an all-remote team here at Spry, sometimes we are working in weird places. So, Amber, where have you been working lately? Anywhere interesting? Yeah, we went camping over Labor Day weekend, which was so much fun. And, of course, it was the weekend, but we always have presence management that we have to do. It's just kind of a nonstop thing. So Mm -hmm. we were out riding four-wheelers on our property, and uh, I have to sneak in a little bit of presence management. And the cutest thing is that my daughter, Mom, what are you doing? And I tell her, and she goes, oh, the next time Lacey asks you on the podcast, you can say that you worked at the tree farm, because that's (laughs) what we call the property. So, So cute. And also, again, to what we're talking about, like they're watching us. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't been working really anywhere all that interesting lately, I don't think. Except I'm soaking up the last bit of summer, you know, before the fires have been coming. Every day I've been going outside and sitting in my hammock and, you know, I'll do a little bit of work in my hammock or I won't work and I'll just sit in my hammock. You know what I mean? And I'm just enjoying the sunshine on my face. I'm enjoying the fresh air. I'm enjoying the trees as long as I can before we're forced back inside again for yes. another for another round of a Pacific Northwest winter. I love working outside. Although that rain, we need it now. Right? I know. I think we should do a big rain dance here pretty soon as a group. A digital rain dance. That could be a thing. Yeah, I think so. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Go live. <laughs> okay. As if going live wasn't uncomfortable enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, if you enjoyed this content and you're feeling like, you know, you need a little bit more of this social media manager mental health content in your life through the rest of the month, where can people find us, Amber? Sure. Our handle is at ThinkSpry, and you can find us there on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can go to our website at thinkspry.com and our LinkedIn, you can search Spry Social Media Marketing. I think that's it. And of course, 
we always we welcome you into our Spry Space Facebook group where social media managers were just kind of joining together in brainstorming and troubleshooting and supporting each other through all of this. So we'd love to see you there too. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for spending your time with me, Amber, and going through this with me. And thank you, those of you who have listened in. We hope that you're giving yourself grace. We hope that you have, you know, a filter of gratitude and we hope that you're just staying sane. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Take care of yourself, social media managers. You deserve it. You do. All right. We're so grateful for you and we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and that you keep learning and we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Bye.